Welcome back, everyone, to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those of you that may be listening for the first time, our podcast stems from our YouTube channel, also called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. So I'm Mentor Mama, and today I have a really special guest joining me to explore the topic, what is beautiful. But first, a note from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to the podcast. Oh, Well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Our guest today, Abby Sprunger has authored multiple books for young adults and families. She and her husband are from Savannah, Georgia, and have three children. Abby is a survivor of eating disorders and exercise addictions and has drawn from her personal journey of healing and redemption to positively impact a new generation of girls. Abby is the author of a new book called What is Beautiful? In her book, she reveals a beauty that young readers can truly embrace, the one looking back at them in the mirror each day. Please welcome Abby. An honor to be here. Thank you. So we get a lot of emails and one came along with a very long title (laughs) that said, how we view our own beauty shapes how our daughters view theirs. And I kind of just sat there and I got this lump in my throat and I was like, I need to talk to her. (laughs) I think so many of us can resonate um, with your topic. So tell us a little bit about your background, your own healing journey that led you to write your book called What is Beautiful? 
Yeah. I was raised in a, a, an unbelieving home in Atlanta, loving family, loving parents, one older sister, but was not introduced to Christ until my freshman year in college. And so that was obviously a big transition point of starting to think about myself and of course my faith values, but it still felt very external, I would say. Um, and we can talk about this in another conversation, but I ended up starting writing and books. And as much as I came to Christ because I wanted freedom from performance, I started even as a Christian in college and then in those early 20s to perform as a believer. And I felt like I was very enmeshed in this external um, behavioral, moral relationship of following God. And so a question like, what is beauty or what does God think of your beauty, Abby? I just, I hadn't, I hadn't processed that. And so it was about 25 when I was stuck in a realm of food and eating and body disorders that I realized something's got to change here. And the change for me was starting to go internal, starting to ask these questions of my heart and, okay, my externals have started healing Lord, but what does it mean to have a healed heart and to start to see myself as you see me. And so that really um, led me on a journey of beauty that I would say began in that early 20s, mid 20s range. Uh, and of course, that led me to what you mentioned in the, the email title of, well, what what is beauty even? And where does that come from? Of course, media and culture, but the most intrinsic place that any of us finds, our definition starts in the womb. It starts with our mother's impressions and movements and smells and ways that she's interacting with the world. Um, And from that, God uses our moms just to impress so much on us, oftentimes negative, oftentimes positive, but reflecting on our own mother's journey with beauty and relationship with beauty. So for me, it was sort of a a dual relationship going on there. What is, what is my mom? What did she impress upon me, Lord? And now that I'm a new creation in you, Christ, what does it mean that you say, what does the scripture say about who Abby is and who I am in Christ? What does it mean that I'm made in your beautiful image, God? So that's a lot of thoughts right there, but yes, yes, incredible healing journey that I'm still on today and happened to write a book about it. Oh, that's fantastic. Along with that, What do you think that in this dialogue that there is between mothers and daughters or maybe uh, a teen and another godly woman that they can relate to, such as a mentor or a grandmother or someone like that, what would be important for the older person to share about their journey with beauty that could help someone younger? Ah, I love that question. And again, this this children's book came out just two months ago. And so it's been really interesting to speak to different age environments, some children, some teens, some older grandparents even, and seeing the range of beauty and how we process that. And I think what I'm still very much processing and learning is wow, God, beauty does not have a finish line. It's not sort of a, okay, I figured out my beauty today, or I figure out what it's, what it means to be beautiful in you, Lord. It's an ongoing process. And so I've found that the more vulnerable we as the older person can be, and maybe you're a 15 year old listener, but maybe you have an 11 year old in your life, or maybe you're a 50 year old listener and 
you have a young mom or single in your life, a college student. I don't think that the stage matters as much as just you being vulnerable with at every single stage, whether it's a transition from singleness or transition to college or to gray hairs and to wrinkles or to grandchildren. Beauty is an ongoing process of understanding and discovery of who God is in various stages. And so I think the number of times that I've heard the quote younger person say, and again, whatever stage that represents, wow, I didn't know that an older person, fill in the blank of age stage, struggled with that. I thought once you're an adult or at this stage of life, you sort of had things figured out. So I think a beautiful shift in discipleship and mentorship that I feel like is happening in the church is just not this separation between mentor and pupil or mentor and mentee, but uh, a bond, a bridge of we're, we're both walking home together. And I happen to be a few steps ahead of you, but come on, take my hand and we're going to walk together. Neither of us is perfect. I struggle just as much too, but come with me. And I would love to walk with you. And to me, that's such a picture of, of his humility and stepping into flesh and blood and saying, I want to do this with you. I want to walk home alongside you. It's not a, there's not a separation. There's not a, um, just a huge gap between us, but no, abide with me, walk with me. And so I think there's so much as mentors that we can learn from that, just being human and being willing to expose our weakness in light of knowing we're God's daughters. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yes. What do you wish you would have known about beauty when you were younger? Oh, wow. You know, that's an interesting question because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't grow up in a believing home. And so my, my family are still not followers of Jesus. And I'm homeschooling my kids this year. This is a new thing with COVID. But, you know, my mom was just over here this morning helping out with the kids reading. And we have a, a dear friendship. But... And I've, I've actually asked her, is it okay to speak publicly about this? And she has said yes, but she still doesn't find herself a beautiful woman. And so I think as a daughter, and again, it could be a mentee, but to, to remember that someone who's looking up to you is drawn to your beauty. They see aspects of God's image in you. That's why they started yes. hanging out with you, whether you're, again, a daughter with mom or a mentee and a mom, they see something beautiful in you that they want. And so I think if I could have heard anything 
and it's a, it's a prayer of mine today as I speak this out, but I would love to see my own mother know how beautiful she is in so many ways. And I don't know if that will take her coming to faith in the Lord and hearing him speak over that. This is again, a whole nother conversation for another day, but our father's view of us plays into this a lot too. And she never had a father or a male figure that spoke beauty over her. So, you know, being invited into the body of Christ, you immediately have this fathering, loving voice of God. Now it won't always immediately hit you that way because you have to work through your own um, voices that you're so used to hearing Mm -hmm. in your own home and upbringing. But uh, I think, yeah, I just, I wonder how that would have affected my days if my mom had really imparted to me an awareness of her own beauty and therefore an invitation to mine. Um, And God never misses a beat. I mean, I didn't start until my mid twenties and I've met plenty of people who don't start until their mid seventies. It's never too late to embark on this journey of just letting God look at us and letting him speak beauty over us and the particular parts of us, whether it's an external thing, hair, body weight, size of this, too tall, too short, too wide, Um, but just starting to really lean into the scriptures and let that define and reform our views of ourselves um, and our own beauty. And I I often just, you know, when people say, where do I start? The Bible's so big, but Mm. um, Psalm 129 is just a beautiful, rich place. And you could spend an hour on it. You could spend the next year just saying, Lord, I want to really abide in and rest in these verses. I want them not just to be an intellectual understanding in my head, but I want to believe them as true, um, that you shaped me and you made me and being made in your image means I can't help, but have beauty in me. And so help me find that beauty, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just a practical place to start if you're listening and wondering, well, how do I begin? Oh, yes, I love that. I think with social media and the way people can edit photos to look perfect and the ideal body image, and there's so much stress and pressure on young people, and they're constantly evaluating their beauty on this external. And really, what God looks at is the heart and and the beauty that lies within there. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit, Abby, because I know you've personally struggled with eating disorders. We've made it really uh, clear on our channel, too, that um, Ashley Taylor and I have all had our struggles as well. What do you think beauty, the concept of beauty had with your, or how did it relate to you having struggles with an eating disorder? I'm going to bounce back to, cause you said something really important and then I'll come right back to that question. But a fascinating passage in the book of Isaiah talks about Jesus being not someone who would be, we would be drawn to looking at his, mm-hmm. his external form. basically was not handsome, was not in, right. in female terms, beautiful. And I think there's a lot to unpack in that for particularly we as, as Christians of just, wow, how much of my day today, God is going to be spent striving for the approval externally of this podcast or of 
my children's this or that. Um, and, and just to think, what does it mean that my savior was not necessarily a beautiful person and yet he's the epitome of beauty in the soul. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I just, I, I would love to see the church, big C church talking about that more as we pursue understandings and encouraging one another in, uh, finding our own beauty in Christ. How do you think just the whole concept of beauty, uh, like, impacted you having an eating disorder? A lot of it was me not knowing my beauty and me seeking it, seeking approval, seeking identity, seeking mom's affection, dad's speaking over me of my beauty. And I just, I was trying to find it in in so many different ways. And there was a good decade there, more than a decade, really. I would say the first time my parents put me into counseling, was 14. They saw me drop a lot of weight at that middle school level exercise. And it was the era of fat free, you know, so I was just starting to eat everything fat free. And um, interestingly, and you can probably think of someone in your life right now, but for me, people saw it as, wow, Abby, you're so disciplined or you're so virtuous. It was viewed as a positive you're only in middle school and you want to run three miles a day or you want to eat so healthy and was able to fool most people. Um, And my parents saw through it enough to put me in counseling. But interestingly, I just, I wasn't ready to go on that journey myself. And so I think the thing with counseling or therapy, spiritual direction, mentors, it's great when you want it. And when you want healing to push someone into it when they're just not there I'm sure sometimes it works, but for me, I just had to come to a breaking point where Mm -hmm. I wanted the healing myself and I knew something was really broken inside of me, my disordered views of myself and of food and of exercise, but that was a long road. So that, you know, I would say it started manifesting about 13, 14, but it wasn't until about 25 and I tried a lot of different paths of overeating, undereating, bulimia, anorexia, compulsive exercise, just a lot of different routes to essentially become beautiful. And so it wasn't until I started realizing the the B of Abby, the and this is the heart of the children's book, is what is beautiful is to be you to the full. So Abby in my full, to be Abby is to be a reflection of the image of God in me. And that is what is beautiful. And so I don't have to try. It's not a matter of attaining or hitting a certain weight. It's it's nothing I can do. It's been interesting to think mm. about how much as followers of Jesus, we talk about a workspace versus a faith-based salvation. And I feel like so oftentimes beauty is even as Christians, we move toward it in a very works-based way. If I work in this way or that way, I can attain beauty versus this. No, beauty is within you. It's a God-given imprint of himself that he has marked us as his own beautiful child. So that's a huge, huge difference. And I still, you know, this is listeners, we're you can't see me, but I I enjoy makeup. I enjoy cute clothes sometimes. So it's not, you know, this aesthetic throwing all external beauty out the door. I still want to steward, you know, aspects of myself externally, but 
at the end of the day, who I am in Christ, who Abby is and my beauty comes from, it comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from a number on the scale or a cute sweater I found or a haircut. Those are all fun little accessories to play around with, but they, they're not lasting. The lasting Mm -hmm. beauty comes in Christ alone. Absolutely. What tips would you have for girls of all ages who are struggling with their beauty right now? Now, Whether it's a mom or someone, if you're part of a church body, just having a safe person who you can process this with and coming clean with them, talking about particular areas of your beauty that you struggle with. And, you know, sometimes I think as, as girls will reply with, you know, if you say I'm feeling frumpy today or fat, or I don't like my hair. And we immediately sort of go to this, oh no, you're not, you look great. You know, but I think as the, as the one listening, if someone comes to you with such a vulnerable statement, really hear them out and ask questions back to them of what is it about your body or your weight or your what again whatever the beauty aspect is that you're struggling with to really lean into that question versus just sort of covering over it and saying no 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 you look great I feel like oftentimes we don't listen well to each other and we don't listen beneath the surface to what what is she really getting at in that statement and then helping unpack it with one another so you know a mentor at church would be amazing Sometimes a mom isn't a safe person because she feels too distant age-wise, but finding someone maybe a little closer in your age, a counselor nearby, a spiritual director, um, feel free to reach out to me or I know anyone on this podcast would be glad to, to help you connect. There's even virtual resources this era, you know, this time that mm-hmm. we're in and, and mm-hmm. that can be such a gift to connect with with someone, just don't do this journey alone is one of the biggest things I would say. I did that for so long and it's isolating and you end up building an intimate relationship with food and your body, but that's not the body of Christ. And, and that's not the intimacy that will set you free. Yes, indeed. You know, you mentioned in some of your materials that to resist vocally critiquing yourself, especially as a mother or how that can influence children. Tell us a little bit about, you know, choosing kindness towards yourself as opposed to being critiquing and how that can have an impact. Well, I think we don't realize how often people are noticing us you know, whether it's in a room of a hundred people or just you and your daughter, or, you know, just you and one other person in front of a mirror, walking by um, a storefront and sort of eye studying, eye gazing, checking out your body in the reflection. And sometimes it is as blunt as, wow, I hate how I look today, or my thighs are so fat or something very verbal. But the fascinating thing, I have a five, six, and seven-year-old now that I've, I've just been shocked by children at younger ages too, the two, the three-year-old, is that they can read body language, you know? And so even if you're not verbally saying you hate how you look, you know, I think all of us could think of either your mother figure or someone in your life that you can read just by the tenseness of their face or studying their 
silhouette for five minutes that there's a dislike there. And so I think just to don't beat yourself up if you've been walking that road for decades or for however long, but try and start this afternoon or this moment of just, just noticing how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, and even simple exercises like trying to look at in the mirror with Jesus by your side, you know, or maybe Jesus isn't comfortable. So God, the father or the Holy spirit, just pick whomever in the Trinity that you, and you'll still feel a little silly, but have fun with it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But to look at yourself together and to start to speak blessing, not because necessarily you see it or believe it about yourself right away, but because that's, it's what God says about you. And in doing so, I think you'll start to see the trickle effect of those around you noticing just how it is that you perceive yourself and just the peace of Christ will start to, to leak out of you more so than the anxiety or the angst for approval. We just, we speak self-condemnation over ourselves so often. And I think it's really sad. And it's sad because it's it's hard on our own psyches and souls. But I think it's more sad because our daughters are listening and our mentees are listening and the, the little ones at the playground, they notice. And so I think just being mindful that who you are really matters and the way you view yourself positively or negatively, that has an effect on people. Um, and so again, I hope you don't hear that as a shaming message, but more of an invitation to just start noticing how it is that you see yourself and just taking little steps to start to speak blessing over your body language and over your verbal words about yourself. Uh, I absolutely love that. And I think from, you know, all of the materials that I've read and just the excitement I have for you and writing this book is just, you really made the point that we can start wherever we are. God will meet us today. And you know what? I can look back and I can say, mentor mama, you really goofed that up. You shouldn't have, you know, I, I can look back now, like, I've done all those things that you said, <laughs> standing in the mirror saying, why is this, you know, looking this way or whatever. And, and I just not even thinking that that would have an impact on my daughters. And so what I love, though, is that it, when I got this, I was able to talk to them and just say, wow, you know what? It's important to have an open dialogue even now you know, I'm 55 and I can still talk to them and say, and of course they're strong believers and they know that God loves them. And there are many different facets to eating disorders and why people have them. But as a mom, I just want to really be able to emphasize that the true beauty is what lies within. And so I thank you and applaud you for just bringing that to our awareness. And so that we can help our children understand then that their beauty too really mm. comes from within and how God has made them. Abby, I'm, mm. I've just been so glad to have you on our podcast today. I know we could continue talking for on so many topics. Um, it's been such a joy to have you, you. Where can listeners go if they want to find more about, about your book called What is Beautiful? Well, rumor has it that it's in your store. Yes. So I think indeed. if they head to the store, there's a link right there for them. Go to the Coffee and Bible Time website, 
we have an Amazon shop and you can just click on the Amazon link there and it'll take you right to Abby's book. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always glad to email again, like I said, with folks or follow up with you. We run a retreat center in Savannah, Georgia. So our Instagram is at Wesley Gardens Life. And you'll just, yeah, you'll see snippets of our life here, our oh, kids, our fun. family. So I'm always glad to, to interact with questions or challenges or help point you to the, the most helpful people, regardless of what season you're in. I think an interesting piece about this book that we're calling a children's book and the marketed audience, I think they're saying is six to 11 or something, but I've been so surprised that I think the the grander audience may have been like 15 to 50 or, you know, it's just beauty is an, it's an ongoing journey for us. So let's keep talking as women in the body of Christ and really trying to shift um, a generation and the coming generations of what it means to be us to the full made in God's image. Yes. And your book really is having a double impact because think about all the moms that are reading it to their kids. And so if they haven't learned it yet, they will learn it through that way as well. So again, it's been a joy to be with you, Abby. Thank you so much. Thank you, Coffee and Bible Time followers, for joining us today on our podcast. Uh, We love you, and we will look forward to seeing you the next time. Bye now.